Today is October 30th, 2018. I'm Michael Coyne. You're listening to Liberty Caller. So most days I will talk to you about the left trying to undermine our Constitution, saying or doing or demanding something ridiculous. But today is special. Today we get to talk about one of the ways in which Emperor Trump, can't really call him President Trump when he's talking like this, one of the ways in which Emperor Trump is trying to undermine our Constitution. Now we're going to touch on a very touchy, no pun intended, subject for a great many people. Birthright citizenship and illegal immigration. Now, I honestly think at this point, everyone is probably only about a degree or two removed from somebody who lost their job to illegal immigration, to an illegal immigrant. I really think that. I personally know people who used to work kind of manual labor jobs, and honestly, you know, I mean, these things get filled by people who, you know, may or may not have all their papers in order. Just from a labor standpoint, illegal immigration is a problem. But we can go further. Illegal immigration is a problem because we don't know who's coming into the country. Terrorism is still a threat in this country. Homegrown terrorism, awful, unforgivable, unspeakable behavior like the anti-Semitism we saw over the weekend at a Jewish synagogue, that's terrorism. Make no mistake, that's what it is. And homegrown terrorism may be an issue, and it may be the issue that the media is covering right now, but foreign terrorism is still a thing, and it's still a problem. And if you honestly think that terrorists can't and don't come in through the Mexican border, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind or you're not paying any attention. Now, President Trump took some flack for saying, and when he said it, there was absolutely no evidence to support it, that some Middle Easterners, and we don't know what kind, were in the several thousand people, I think it's at 5,000 or so, it was up to 10 at one point, but some people dwindled and fell off, about 5,000 or so caravan marching through Central America, marching through Mexico to try to get to our border. Now, he said this without any proof, and he admitted he had no proof. He had no idea. So, the only news organization I've actually seen do any legitimate reporting on this has been CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network, and here's what they did. They sent a reporter down to talk to the people in the caravan. Oi, who could have thought of that? It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward, right? Guess what he found? He found that there were a lot of people who were coming to the United States to try to make a better life for themselves. He also found a lot of people who've been deported multiple times before, and he found people from Saudi Arabia, from countries in the Middle East, who had nothing to do with Central America and nothing to do with the illegal immigration debate. But they heard about this thing on social media, they made their way to Central America, and they figured they'd get into America this way. 
and that is scary. So I understand, truly I do, why we would want to crack down on illegal immigration. Here's the problem. President Trump today is suggesting that we end birthright citizenship. So what is birthright citizenship? Birthright citizenship is based on the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which says any child born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof is granted citizenship. It's pretty straightforward, right? If you're born here, you're a citizen here. Now, the problem is that does create some pretty interesting legal and philosophical conundrums for us. Is it appropriate, then, for women to come to this country, have their babies, and then say, well, you've got to let me be a citizen because my child is a citizen here? This has led to what's called pregnancy or birth tourism. Pregnancy tourism or birth tourism. It's basically the idea that pregnant women come to the United States for the express purpose of popping out their baby here and then bringing over their whole family. And it's not just Central Americans, Mexicans, Hispanics, Latinos, whatever, doing this. There are people from all over the world who do this. Why? Because America is still the greatest nation on earth. We are still the greatest, best hope of mankind. This is still the best country and the best time in which to live in human history. And the rest of the world knows that. And I will be the first to say we should have a more common sense immigration policy in place. But we don't get to do that by undermining the Constitution. Now, Generalissimo Trump, again, I shouldn't be calling him president today because he's not acting like a president, has decided that by executive order he can undermine the 14th Amendment. Now, here's the legal argument that his people are making. It all hinges on that middle clause of the sentence in the 14th Amendment. And subject to the jurisdiction thereof. Their argument is that since the parents were never subject to our jurisdiction, were never citizens themselves, or even legally here, they actually cannot claim citizenship for their children. They were never subject to our jurisdiction, so they cannot claim citizenship for their children. It's a very interesting legal argument. I don't think it holds much water. I really don't. I could see something like this going up to the Supreme Court. I really could. But eh, it's such a weak argument that the Trump administration is trying to hang their hat on right now. You know, I, I'm sorry, but you don't get to do that. We harangued, I, I applaud uh, Speaker Paul Ryan today for coming out against this, you know, and, and he said, we hated it when Barack Obama, we called out Barack Obama for trying to undermine the Constitution by executive order, by thinking he could legislate by executive order. 
You can't do that in this country. You're not allowed to do that. You are not the emperor. You are not the god king. You are not the generalissimo. You don't get to just walk around and make whatever law you feel like. We have a legislative process in this country. And the reason the Constitution exists is to protect people. Illegal immigration is a problem. Birthright citizenship is a constitutional issue. If you want to end things like birth tourism or pregnancy tourism, or more accurately, if you want to end the idea that women can just come to this country, pop out their children, and migrate in a huge chain, there are actual legal constitutional ways to do that. Ending chain migration is actually doable, is actually quite feasible. Unfortunately, you don't get to do it this way. You just don't. See, this is why I had such an issue. This is why I I said, point blank, I couldn't vote for Donald Trump in... uh, in the um, 2016 election. I, obviously, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton either, but I just couldn't wrap my mind around the idea that this guy had any workable concept of government. I couldn't wrap my mind around the idea that this guy had any workable concept of separation of powers, and I wasn't convinced he was a limited government conservative. I'm still not convinced he's a limited government conservative, although, to his credit, for the most part, he's acted like one. This is not limited government conservative behavior. And this is one of the issues that really prevented me from pulling the lever or checking that box for Donald Trump. When our Constitution says something, you do it. That, those limits are there for a reason. So where did the 14th Amendment come from? How did we get into this debate? The 14th Amendment actually began as an anti-slavery prohibition. It was a measure that if you were born in this country, you were a citizen. I.e., children of former slaves, or slaves, were citizens. So attempts to undermine the 14th Amendment, the left will already start screaming about race. The left will already start screaming about race, but they will also actually have a legit, a somewhat. I should. Yeah, I'm I'm adding the asterisk. They will have a somewhat legitimate argument to make when they say that removing or undermining the Fourteenth Amendment actually does chip away at an important part of American history because it exists and existed at the time to destroy and delegitimize the institution of slavery, to destroy and delegitimize the idea that a black person was worth less than a white person. The 14th Amendment is very important. It's not something we give a lot of thought to as a country, but it's important. Nevertheless, I think at this point, the Trump administration is going to try to put this executive order forward. Lindsey Graham has already said that he intends on introducing companion legislation. 
Neither one of these things are actually constitutional, and neither one will end up being legitimate. I will bet anything that the courts will overturn this. I don't, I, like I said, I can see this getting to the Supreme Court, but I think it'll get overturned at the appellate level, and the Supreme Court's going to say, yeah, we don't even need to hear this, you know, it, this is going away. <laughs> like, their decision was right, bye-bye. So this is going to beg the question, what's going to happen to these people in the interim? What's going to happen to, let's say this executive order takes effect tomorrow. And tomorrow evening, an illegal immigrant woman gives birth in an American hospital. Her child now constitutionally is a citizen. But under this executive order, the federal government is not going to honor that. They're not going to issue the child a social security number. They are not going to, you know, register them with the United States. Basically, the only question they could ask is, okay, what's your home country? You know, your home country has a new citizen. And then try to work backwards and let's just, for the sake of the example, say the woman's from Mexico. Okay, we're going to get in touch with the Mexican government and, you know, get your kid's citizenship verified in Mexico and all that stuff. Oh, and by the way, you both are headed back there as soon as you're out of this hospital. Let's say they do all that. Let's say they do all that. Once this executive order or the companion legislation is overturned and put in the dumpster where it belongs, what's going to happen to this child? Who should have been counted a citizen of the United States from the second he or she was born. Where does that leave them? Birthright citizenship may be a headache. It may be a problem, it may be something that people have figured out ways to take advantage of, but that means you clamp down on the ways people are taking advantage of it. You don't get to just undermine it wholesale and throw it out the window. It doesn't work that way. We can argue that certain laws should be removed or changed or repealed, and if you honestly want to start the debate about a constitutional amendment to overturn the 14th Amendment? Okay. That's a discussion to have. I'm not sure I'm going to come down on the same side as my fellow conservatives on that one. But it's a, cons it's a conversation to have. And at least that one is in the sphere of legitimate debate. Whether or not you can just overturn a constitutional amendment by executive order, you can't. And it sets a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous precedent. Today, President Trump is deciding that he doesn't like the 14th Amendment. Executive order, boop, 14th Amendment's gone. Let's say it takes a few years to overturn this. A few years. Maybe we get a Democrat in the White House. What if that Democrat decides they don't like the right to bear arms? Executive order. Second Amendment, gone. 
They decide they don't like Fox News. They don't like this podcast. They don't like some of the conservative websites out there. Executive order, freedom of the press, free speech. Undermined, gone. We need to think through what we're doing. As conservatives, we are supposed to believe in a plain reading of the Constitution. And when you do something like this, it sets that precedent that even the Constitution can be treated like any run-of-the-mill law, any run-of-the-mill executive order, and undermined by another run-of-the-mill executive order. And now we've got a whole bunch of legal battles, a whole bunch of fights, praying that the courts actually uphold our Constitution. And now that wall of protection that our courts have historically been for us, making sure that our constitutional rights are protected, now suddenly starts to look a lot thinner. It starts to look a lot more precarious. We are now one swing vote away from the United States of America turning into the USSR, where personal rights, individual rights, boop, gone. The government can take them away whenever they want, because now we have conceded the premise that our rights come from government, not from God. Forget about atheism versus Christianity versus whatever. Our rights are natural. They are inherent. They come from our creator. If you believe our creator is, you know, a flying spaghetti monster, whatever, good for you. It's the United States of America. If you believe there is no creator, fine. But the premise is our rights are innate. They are inherent. We are born with them. And the Constitution says that a child born in this country is rightfully a citizen of this country. President Trump can sign all the executive orders he wants. Senator Lindsey Graham can pass or promote or push all of the legislation he wants. But A, the Constitution will stand in their way. And B, the fact that our rights, as enumerated in the Constitution, are inherent to us. That also stands in their way. This has been Liberty Caller. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and or SoundCloud. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit us at, online at libertycaller.net. I'm Michael Coyne. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day.